There is a library that exists at the nexus where all other universes collide. Inevitably, things wind up there by mistake. Books, artifacts, people. This is the place where things from all universes end up when they get lost. This is the Eternity Archives. everyone. Welcome back to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast. In this episode, we're wrapping up our Lancer arc. We've got a little bit of campaign left to get through, and then we're going to unwind with some post-game discussion. But first, let's reintroduce you to our hosts and the characters we're playing. I'm Dorka. My pronouns are she, her. While I am taking on the role of anchor for this game, I usually play Zen, the kick-ass lizard lady. The questions I have for my co-hosts this week is a tough one, so don't overthink it. I know you're all overthinking it. You don't know me. (laughs) I know you you very well. I know you're overthinking (laughs) it. What's just one piece of technology that you could not live without? Honestly, I think my answer is probably going to be my slow cooker. I really enjoy my slow cooker and making food in my slow cooker. That doesn't need to be technology. That's just the pot you put in over fire for eight hours. (laughs) Okay, but then you have to, like, <laughs> pay attention to the fire. That's fair. You own me. Yeah, fuck off. I apologize. What's yours? I bet it's the internet. Nerd. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, my name is Bappy. My pronouns are they, them. This is the last time you'll ever hear from me because I have been thoroughly shamed and must commit harakiri. So, so long, everyone. Uh, no, uh, I play Ril de Drakel, who is uh, usually a tiefling and is currently a human. And yes, Dorka guessed correctly, it was the internet. I was thinking, oh, maybe that's cheating, because that's like way too broad. And then Dorka was like, no, don't overthink it. And I was like, all right, I'm going with the internet. And then I bet she just, this was a 4D chess play <laughs> to humiliate me at the start of this this episode, and it worked. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing. It's the internet. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe uh, cat gifts. That's there's my answer. <laughs> That's just a very specific piece of technology. A very specific piece of the internet. Yeah. Fucking get out of here and go slow cook some shit. <laughs> I'm going to slow cook you a better answer to that question. Wow. Damn. I think I better step in here before things get uh, podcast <laughs> violent. My name is Siva. Hi, uh, my pronouns are she, her, um, and I play Linda, the human office lady, who in this arc is a snow leopard in her mech, Arctic Fox. One piece of technology that I couldn't live without is tankless hot water heaters, because I only like my baths and showers to be a level of temperature that I would describe as fire cannot kill the dragon. <laughs> And so the fact that there's a box in my house that can make fire cannot kill the dragon level hot water all the time is uh, truly, truly a gift. That is amazing. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And I need that because sometimes our apartment building runs out of hot water and David has to um, boil water for me on the stove to pour into my bath like we live in the Victorian era. Oh, like a pioneer. <laughs> it is very sweet of him to do. That is very sweet. I uh, Yeah, I highly recommend Tangles Hot Water Heaters. They're They're pretty great. I'll have to look into that because I feel like sometimes we wait a little bit too long, but we also just replaced our hot water heater a few years ago, so I feel like that's overkill. So my name is Genevieve, my pronouns are she, her. I've been playing as the archivist Desdemona. Desi to her friends, Dizzy to people who are less friendly. Her call sign and Lancer is disaster, and she is living up to it. I'm gonna go equally mundane, and my the one piece of technology I couldn't live without is like indoor heating and air like central heating and air i like to be the right temperature at all times that's a mood (laughs) right it's like if i could never talk to friends on the internet again that'd be sad but like we have telephones we have the post office we have pigeons we have so many things genevieve just said we're disposable that's fine (laughs) it's fine all right i would write you letters (laughs) i don't know how to read 
I think you do. Can't prove it. I th- you read the questions. Actually, I said the questions out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, maybe maybe Bappy can't read. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Don't overthink it. <laughs> I mean, like, I could have said the technology I couldn't live without is reading. That's not technology. That's a skill. Wow, that really shows your age, Genevieve. <laughs> You know what? The one piece of technology I couldn't live without is the printing press. The one where you put the tiles in one by one. Uh, They don't make them like they used to. Okay, Gutenberg. (laughs) All right. Anyway, before things get spicy over here. In our last episode, we played Lancer in its purest form. Exploring Wayland's mysterious mine brought our team to a strange cavern filled with a strange unknown metal and a heavy door. When Rel tried to access the door, a handful of empty mechs within the cavern activated without pilots. Some quick thinking, awesome abilities, and a fuck ton of missiles brought an end to that nonsense. It was what we've all been waiting for. An epic giant robot fight that almost literally brought down the house. So now all that's left is to open the door and find out what's on the other side. I'm sure it will be that simple. That easy and straightforward. Y'all ready to rock? Well, not anymore. I don't think Rill should be allowed to open doors anymore. <laughs> I feel like something bad usually happens. But yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Desi's ready to rock. Good. Are you in, Rill? Not yet. Well, go go and uh, do a uh, go and do a tweet on it or uh, oh, a, God. a TikTok. <laughs> yep. I uh, thank you. I will go and tweet some TikToks. And retweets and like and subscribe to get this door open. <laughs> like and subscribe to the Eternity Archives, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just uh, I just left a five star review. How's it going, real? Um, I mean, do you need me to roll something? <laughs> yeah, roll your uh, your hack and fix. Okay. Oh no, I got a one plus a two. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So you can't figure out how the system works. It seems somehow both ancient and incredibly incredibly advanced you you might as well be reading greek here but fortunately it doesn't seem to need you to hack it or input everything because when you reach out to it sort of a a light lights up a line from the console to the door uh yeah i guess i go to the door and see what happens the door is still closed, and as you left the the console, that light went off. Oh, fucking. Can someone uh, go to the other door, please? Because we both have to push the buttons at the same time. Fine, I'll go, but if you don't get it, I'm blowing this thing with thermite it, charges. It's because we both have to be at this. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Okay, so there's one of you at each console? Yes. So when you both get to the consoles... Both of the lights activate, they uh, reach out, sort of snaking towards the door, and a line of lights activates around the outline of the door, and it seems to slide up into the stone. There are no, like, hinges or any sort of mechanism that you can see or recognize, but the door does now appear to be open. It is person-sized, you will not be able to take your mechs through the door with you. Oh. Desi puts her thermite charges away <laughs> and pulls out her blaster. Linda's going to really reluctantly uh, get out of Arctic Fox because she loves Arctic Fox. She gives it a fun little pat as she dismounts. Yeah, we'll go to the door. Just walk over. All right. Are you going inside? Is it like a door frame or? Yeah, the door has basically retracted and now it is just an opening into a different room. I guess let's go through. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's nowhere else to go, right? It'll be fine. We're going to be fine, right, Zen? You're going to be fine. Let's go. Desi's hot on Rill's heels, holding her blaster. Please don't shoot me. Um, and Rill would slowly walk into the, the room on the other side. And as you enter, you, you feel that familiar feeling. That feeling of something that isn't quite right. Something that isn't supposed to be here. Something anomalous. Ooh, I bet we found it. It's got to be closed now. And that ringing in your ears, that buzzing in the back of your mind, it is strong here. There's a presence in the room that fills it like a gas. <gasps> presence? And as- <laughs> Not that kind of presence. <laughs> and as you enter, that presence gathers itself in the center of the room, 
and solidifies, forming a humanoid shape. Uh, hello? It's not quite human. It could be mistaken for human at first, but it's definitely not, and not just because it seems to have materialized out of nothing. It's a little too tall, the proportions are a little off. Does it look like the Zen silhouette? Like the Zen AI? No. Oh. Does it look like someone wearing a suit in a horror movie from the 70s? Maybe. Oh boy. Does it look like that old episode of The Simpsons where they thought Mr. Burns was an alien, but he was really just like hopped up on lithium or something? I've never watched The Simpsons. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That's our uh, controversial opinion for this week. Yeah, that's my controversial opinion for this week is I've never watched The Simpsons and I don't care to. Ugh. It's fine. I wasn't going to recommend it. I mean, yeah, Rill's just like, uh, hello? Is that, are you a person? And when you speak to it, You hear it speak back, but sort of as a voice in your head. It's not a verbal speech, but you know what it's saying. You know what it's telling you. And it says, You shouldn't have interfered. Uh, well, you know, that's incredibly vague. Like, at which point? Because I've done a lot of interfering in the past couple months. Um, I think we all kind of have, right? And sort of looks at the other two, just kind of like shrugs. Uh, what? It would have only taken a few more years, and then I would have been gone. Uh, gone? What? what? Where? Home. Okay, what? Who are you, though? Where is your home? The, the, it must be an alien. The alien says to you, My name is Alexis. I've been here for so long. Buried here. Oh, well, that sounds incredibly unpleasant. Um, maybe we could take you home. That'd be, that'd be like, the, the nice thing to do, right? How can you? You're primitive. Oh. Well. We're more advanced than you know. I think this alien just called me a basic bitch. <laughs> um, okay, well, what is it, what can we do to help you if we're, you know... The construction up above, they're building a gateway. To where? Home. It's not here. I am not of this world. Not of this reality. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a big mood. Um, <laughs> do you have, like, a, a body? Is your body here? Or is this just, like, a, like a hologram? Or, like, what? Is this your spirit? This is me. Okay. Um... Okay, so why are you stuck in this cave? Because maybe, you know, wh- you know, I could just, we could just walk you out. We got, you know, uh, Dez has got a pretty big robot. And you could, you could sit with her and, uh, and then we could just, you know, do, 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 just, you know, walk right out. That'd be nice, right? Where is your home reality? Where are any realities? I mean, that Sorry. is a good point. <laughs> run, run that by me again. Yeah, that's a question I wasn't prepared to answer. <laughs> can't put that on a map (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't fit on grid paper (laughs) what what can we do to help you is there can we can we give some plans can we uh you know have a little conversation have a little town hall what uh, what can we do yeah i think i have some ginger snaps do you want a ginger snap they are good they are especially the ones uh meant for dogs what is a ginger snap Okay, so I would walk up to this person, this vague humanoid shape, and I would hand them a ginger snap. It seems to be solid enough that it can take your ginger snap. Interesting. It holds it in its hands and doesn't seem to be sure what to do with it. You eat it! Yeah, do you eat? Do you do, like, uh, processing energy to make your body do stuff? Energy processing. Yes. Woo, this is this is a rough thing to explain to someone who might not have a mouth. Lin- Linda's in the background, like, pantomiming, shoving food in her mouth, like, super <laughs> exaggeratedly. <laughs> it hands the ginger snap back to Rill and says, Show me. Uh, okay. And then Rill just takes the ginger snap and then starts eating it. Yep. See, like the... Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> and, and then you swallow, and then uh, it goes into your body, and then your body digests it. And then you have energy to to do stuff. And it tastes good. And it tastes good. Why are you here? Uh, 
like in an existent no it's because we have a thing we need to find here uh do, do we can we tell is is it her that we're supposed to find you think so it seems that way oh yeah okay i guess we're here for you right does that seem right guys i i think so uh and and linda kind of like waves real and desi over and says do you think that we should be helping them get back or do they need to come to the library with us um, well, we don't even know where their home is, so... You hear Zen piping up now, saying, I think if you get them back to the library, they can see it the rest of the way home from there. I think that creature is the anomaly. Oh! oh okay. Desi takes a few steps forward towards the ano- towards the entity and says, We can get you home if you trust us. We're not from this reality either. Oh, so I have a little bit of a problem with that. You controlled the robots? No, you controlled the others. Oh, wait, why did you do that? That's not nice. To get home, I only needed a few years to build the gateway. Oh, okay, well, you can stop doing that, and then you don't need a few years, because we can just go... We can just, uh, you know, get beamed right back up to the library, and then uh, we'll we'll get you home. Where we come from, we have access to many realities. We can get you home. It's quiet, unnaturally quiet. It tilts its head to the side in a almost human way, and finally says, "That could work." And if all else fails, we have more ginger snaps at the library. Desi, at this point, walks forward towards the entity and takes her hand and she turns to Rill and Linda. Desi is smiling. She's grinning ear to ear with a glint of pure malicious joy in her eye. Oh no. Uh, as she raises her blaster no. and points it at Linda and Rill. No, what, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, this isn't a warning. Desi is aiming for a headshot and she has her finger on the trigger. Whoa. Why is this happening? What? I want to thank both of you. Truly. I wouldn't have made it this far without you. Desi continues back towards the enemy, and then, referring to someone unseen, says, I have what I came for. Pull us out. And at that point, Desi and the entity vanish. Uh, Zen, what the fuck? Zen, what is happening? Zen says, the anomaly's no longer there. Yeah, we can tell, neither is Des. What was happening? I don't know. I haven't been able to. I haven't been able to see Desi this whole time. Oh, okay, right. Sorry. Uh, okay. So she just pointed the gun at us and then stole the hologram person, and now she's gone with the hologram person or whatever the alien. Sorry, the alien, the translucent alien person. Is she not up at the bookshop? No, there's no one here but me. Uh, important uh, question, Zen. Did the journal say she should be coming with us? Well, that's our that- job, isn't it? To well, but did it list Desi? Yes, it listed Desi. Okay, well, can you, like, GP- Did we chip her or something? Can we, like, find out where she is now? <laughs> I haven't I been able to feel her this whole time. I have no idea where she is. Really? Okay. I think that only works if they take her to the shelter first. Fuck. All right. Uh, <laughs> shit. Actually, we should get a chip for Dumpling. I have an investigate check. Can I investigate to see if, like, Desi left any, like, energy residue or anything behind that I can pick up? Sure. Okay. So I roll a d20. Yes. Okay. I don't know why I can't keep this straight. We'll discuss in our after. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a four plus two. So you cannot sense anything. Zen tells you, the journal says the mission's done. The anomaly is gone. Okay. But how does that work if we, it was supposed to be our mission, right? Yes. Okay. But she didn't have her, her, okay. I'm gonna, I know I'm all about respecting people's privacy and stuff like that, but she just pulled some real fucked up shit, so uh, is, are her books still there? Can you go through her bag and uh, see if her journal's there? I, I already looked through her bag. Her journal's not there. Did she lie to us? Did she have the journal on her the whole time? I don't know. Why would someone in the library have conflicting instructions from us? There's no HR hotline, right? Because I just feel like that wasn't right. That was kind of some misconduct. Is there anything else we need to look for down here, Zen? Or It looks like you're done. The journal says it's over. 
okay, so there's no... Maybe I should just pull you guys out of there and we can figure it out here. I think so. It feels like we failed that mission, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't... Oh, man, our library boss is going to be very upset. Wait, you've talked to our library boss? Well, assuming we have a library boss. Oh, yeah. Uh, it might just be a very large book. I, I don't <laughs> know. I don't, like... Okay. It just talks by, like, opening and closing. Yeah, just flopping oh, the pages. Like a mouth. I hate it. It's like Clippy's cousin. <laughs> so Zen pulls you out of there. You feel yourselves dematerializing. You feel yourselves in the void, through the void. And you feel Desi with you now. And when you reappear in the library, Desi is there, looking very confused, journal in hand. Wait, this isn't a spaceship. I thought we were going to a spaceship. Wait. What, what do you think you are getting up to, Desdemona? Wait, where did Alessis go? Where, where the who go? Uh, I, wait, no, we're beaming down. Why didn't we beam down? We did beam down. Uh, Zen, what the fuck? Desi's looking from Linda to Rill to Zen. She is panicked. Desi has fucked up again, and she doesn't know how she's once again managed to, like, mess up a mission that she couldn't even go on. Zen, Zen grab her fuck? journal. You said, you said you didn't feel Des. She's right here. I don't know what to tell you. I wasn't down on the ground. I didn't... Neither was... Neither was Des, apparently. But one of you please tell me what's going on? Desi? Yeah? Where have you been? Yeah, where have you been? I, you you beamed us down. I felt myself decorporate or whatever we do. And then I was back here. Um. Desi's now holding up her journal and like seeing like, I, I've just, was I not supposed to go on this mission? Uh, no. It says Desi, I was supposed to go on the mission. Desi, you were with us. The mission's over. Did it? Yeah, you, you we, we completed the mission. There was like an alien woman and or person. And you And you took her. And now you're here. And also you blew up a bunch of robots. Um, and... I blew up robots? Yeah, you... Wait. Yeah. Was I supposed to... Oh no, did I fuck it up? No, well, I mean, you did when you... <laughs> when you stole the the person at the end, you, but... You did a really great you, job blowing things up. Yes, you were incredibly aggressive and it was terrifying. That doesn't sound like me. No, it no. doesn't. I, I... Is there an HR department? That's what I'm asking. Maybe if we just start yelling at the books. <laughs> Zen is just very confused. She's just shrugging. She doesn't know how to handle any of this. Desi is clinging onto her journal for, like, dear life. Because, like, Desi has fucked up plenty of mission, but nothing like this has ever happened to her. At this point, a few of the more senior archivists, you've seen them around, never talked to them, enter the room, and they approach Desi and they say, we'll figure this out. No, 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 no. That makes it sound like you're going to send her to jail. She did. She did a great job. Are you sending her to jail? I didn't do anything. I didn't do any job. I didn't even do a good job. I did no job. I didn't even go down. This isn't my fault for once. The librarians say the anomaly's missing. Yes. And the link was unsteady. The link was unstable. No, 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 no. This isn't my fault. What do you mean the link? Between Anchor and Archivist. Oh. Um, Oh. This isn't my fault. I promise you this isn't my fault. We're going to figure this out. I didn't do anything wrong this time. I mean, oh, Jesus. Uh... (laughs) Real just looks at Linda like, I don't know how to do- what are we supposed to do here? Desi's, like, near tears looking at both of you, like, at its end, trying to see if, like, someone will help her. You're not in trouble. No, 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 I'm in trouble, aren't I? (laughs) Linda goes over to Desi and puts an arm around her shoulder, as much as Desi's comfortable with, and just says, I think it's okay. Something happened down there. But uh, but it doesn't look like it had anything to do with you. It, it's going to be all right. Will you check up on me? Absolutely. Yeah, why don't we go with you, I guess. Is that okay? Are we allowed to do that? You should go about your business. We have the information from your journals. First, we need to make sure she's all right. And then we're going to figure out what's gone wrong. All okay, right. Well, that, but that... It might take a while. 
Linda reaches out into her pockets and pulls out her secret second extra stash of ginger snaps and gives them to Desi and just holds holds her hand for a minute and just says, it's going to be okay. We'll come and check up on you. And if they don't let you out, we will find a giant robot. Don't you worry. I wanted to fly a giant robot. Uh, well, I got some good game wrecks. Uh, after you get out of there, we'll, we'll play some, some super robot fighter. Um, and I'll, t- I'll we'll check up, we'll try to find you, I guess, and see if... Desi is now holding on to her journal and the extra ginger snap she just got from Linda with, like, as if if she lets go from them, like, her life will end. Um, you, you guys aren't taking her to, like, be tortured, right? Like, you guys aren't doing some weird fucked up stuff. That's not how we operate. Okay, well, I don't really know, because, uh, uh, anything can happen, really. I found a cat in a closet. We just have to consult the books. Okay. Hmm. All right. One of the senior archivists kind of wraps an arm around Desi's shoulders in kind of a comforting gesture, but also, like, starting to lead her off. All right, uh, we'll, we'll hang out later. We'll get, we'll get it. Fi- they'll figure it out, and we can all talk about it We'll have a nice okay. party. Yeah. Desi looks back over her shoulders. She is terrified. Tears in her eyes. Oh, no, it, it'll be oh okay. Poor Desi. Zen is just like, she closes her journal. It's like, well, the anomaly's gone, and that's what we were supposed to do. So I guess mission accomplished. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like mission accomplished. Well, there's nothing else we can really do about it now, is there? Linda sits down on the ground and crosses her legs and does a little pity pat on her lap to try and get Dumpling to come over. Uh, yeah, Dumpling would come over and just hop in your little lap and give you a little, little look, little, little head tilt expectantly. Aw, and Linda would just say, Dumpy, we had a bad day, and give Dumpling a big hug. Yeah, I think Rill was definitely uh, thrown off by everything that just happened, but they do have their horns and tail and stuff back, so they're they're hug- they're holding the tail. Zen is um, pouting a little bit because she saw y'all like in kick-ass robot mech suits and did not get to pilot a giant robot. She's more upset about that than she is about Dizzy. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rill's just like uh, you know some of these universes have pretty good uh vr capabilities so it's kind of like flying a robot you didn't even know what a car was last week you're not allowed to be angry (laughs) (laughs) i think linda's gonna offer to make everyone some tea so they can like recover a little bit and maybe try and de-stress after this mission because this was a weird one all right so desi is off to some unknown fate the rest of you are off to tea, and I think <laughs> that's our game for this week. We didn't do it. Yay. Yay. <laughs> we fucked up. Yay. I mean, I did it. Yeah, no, you. All, or did o- you? Other Desi did great. So I guess you did great, but not not approved Desi. I win. Genevieve did great. <laughs> Genevieve did do great. Yeah, I just have this this little cork board with a bunch of photos on it, and one of them is from the time we went to a, an escape room, and we didn't get it and so it's just a group of us just holding a sign up smiling and the sign says we sucked oh, that's yeah. what this is right now <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to talk about lancer let's talk about lancer i want to talk about what the fuck just happened but yeah i guess we'll talk about lancer <laughs> <laughs> can i just say breaking character for a second like well we're out of character now so well well yeah <laughs> the library like, you know dead <laughs> the library's Desi is dead. Oh no. Oh no, she's she's fine. Like playing like wrong Desi the whole time was so hard to like like I don't normally play mean characters in the like all of one other campaigns I've done. But like being like just like mean and being the person who like puts a gun in someone's face, yeah. like and then just assaults them is like not my not my MO. No, Rill was definitely like, what the fuck is going on? But like, they were just like, all right, well, I, I guess she just really, really wants to get this mission done. Yeah, uh, she's being a little rude about it, but I, it's fine, maybe? Question mark. And it wasn't. No. It wasn't fine. It was not fine. I uh, I definitely- Desi was not okay. <laughs> Def- no, absolutely not. I, uh, I relate to that, though. I can't be mean in Skyrim or any other RPG where they're like, do you want to be a bad guy? I'm like, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what I was playing it as, but at a certain point, I was just like, oh, I need to, like, sh- do stuff that shows I'm evil now. 
And at both times, when we went to go talk to the council, and when we were in the bar, I came really close to being like, I'm going to roll take him out, and I'm going for a headshot. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't headshot the council. Linda was a little worried about you. I thought about it, but it was like, I'm so not used to playing evil. I'm just like, oh, is it is it too evil? Is it like stereotypically <laughs> evil? Just executing. Genevieve was messaging me during the break saying, is this too much? Am I going too hard? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm guessing it was you that came up to Genevieve and was like, hey, I need you to play an evil character. Actually, it evolved. It was a team effort. Okay. Huh. Genevieve actually suggested, like, what if I played, like, a kind of evil or, like, chaotic character? And I was like, you know what? I can work with this. Nice. Okay. This is another benefit of having a guest on, which is machinations. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to, like, explain too much because spoilers. Right. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think I can assure all of our listeners that that'll probably be significant at some point. Ooh. That was like a little gameplay hint at the end of like a loading screen. It's like, hmm, maybe you want to remember this in the future, huh, baby? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the loading screen finishes and you actually didn't finish reading what it says. So you don't know what it's about at all. You just, it was like dead. And it was like, that's it. That's all you read. Yeah, that was my that was my not so subtle hint. The Eternity Archives has a plot now. Ooh, <laughs> you're welcome. And you can all thank Dorka because, like, I kept bugging her to say, like, "Ooh, since I know the plot, can I give like a big like teasing the plot like <laughs> villain speech on my way out?" And she's like, "No, no, just keep <laughs> just keep it simple. Yeah. Just j- just threaten to shoot them both and be a bitch." Here's another fun uh, turn of the archives fact for the listeners: is like pretty much all of the like library lore and that sort of stuff is made up on the spot. That is true. Yeah, I think pretty much everything we've made up. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, at least maybe not like. Like, so, like, we had our episode zero, and, like, some of the stuff we established was in that episode zero while we were playing, but none of it was, like, written beforehand. Like, everything we've done is because we played it, even though you might not have heard it in the episodes themselves. No, you're supposed to do it, like, Gravity Fall style, and say, like, <laughs> no, this was the whole plot all along. <laughs> like, we have a very, like carefully crafted plan for two seasons yes i don't just pull everything out of my ass on the spot uh, i just got to play grunkle stand and ford man <laughs> whoa crappy false spoiler and I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk about lancer before we give too much away yes well i don't know anything so i can't give anything away anyway <laughs> So my, like, punchline about Lancer is, holy hell, is there a lot going on? Yeah. (laughs) I literally could not have played this game without CopCon. Period. Like, end of statement. And even with, like, cheat sheets, I was spending a lot of time scrolling back and forth, like, oh, shit, what can I do? Oh, my God, what does that mean? There's just a lot going on in this game. And it's very cool, but it's also really hard. (laughs) There is a lot going on. So let's, uh, let's break it down. And first, let's talk about what did we like about this game? Robots. So, like, with any kind of crunchy game where there's a lot of things to keep track of in terms of combat and mechanics like it's always being able to eventually do cool complicated shit and that's just with anything with like board games video games ttrpgs like the more complicated the mechanics of a game are the more likely you have to do some freaking like death note-esque shit where you're like yes i knew you were going to do that all along and it's like chapter 15 and they're like recalling something from chapter one or whatever uh maybe not that in-depth but basically you can have like turns that lead into other turns and you know if you're giving more given more tools to do that then uh, obviously you you can do more stuff with it because that's that's how number work more more number mean big number and so being able to do that was neat i guess but also it's just yeah i mean we'll get into why that's not the kind of downsides of that i guess it's just when you don't know what you're doing then you don't know what you're doing but <laughs> i think what i liked most about it is that okay so for the mech combat side it like there's so much going on like again I would not have been able to play this game without CompCon. I would just be crying. I'd be crying with graph paper and an eraser and like a broken pencil. I would rage quit. But like with CompCon, like you can at least sort of like, I'm like dating myself here, but you can sort of like Street Fighter 2 Mortal Kombat your way through it, where it's just like, I don't know any of the special moves, but I can just keep spamming these couple of things as I sort of flail and figure out what I can do. 
And so the encounter we had earlier was like three mechs versus three mechs. But that final attack I did, that divine punishment, like high penetration missile system, like it's clear that this game is designed to let you do that more sort of like duelist, like one-on-one or team versus or small team versus small team combat, or like team versus 20, 30, 40 mechs potentially, because like, that was an attack that I could choose any number of targets within range 50 to hit. And you had like 60 missiles, right? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> like, it's clear, like, you know, you get very big, like, Gundam Macross, like, feels in it that like, it's like this system could be scaled up to do like, large space opera, like anime war encounters, which is so cool. I would have died instantly in that situation. I'm glad we weren't doing that. But like seeing that potential there is like really cool and makes me want to play more Lancer. That's what I yeah, I mean, I agree with everything you said. Um, I think I think my thing is just like, it's one of it's definitely a game you want to play more than one session of or more than like two sessions of to like because it does take you a long time to kind of figure out all the nuances and stuff and then once you get that figured out then it's like yes i can do all this cool stuff but like a lot of like my first turn i think took me like 15 minutes of just me like staring at my sheet and then staring at the cheat sheet and being like oh i definitely agree i feel like there's a lot of richness and a lot of depth in lancer and really my criticisms of it are not so much in terms of like system mechanics as it's extremely not suited for short-term play like i really enjoyed playing it on the podcast but it did really make me want to like learn the system and be able to do more because i was so unfamiliar with it and because it's such like a like i said like a rich deep system um there's just a lot of stuff i feel like i probably could have done that would have been really cool and i just like didn't have enough familiarity to like absorb and then be able to like flexibly use that information because there's just like so much cool combat stuff you can do and I felt like I was like I'm gonna use this weapon I'm gonna use this weapon but even that was pretty cool like it has I feel like it does a really good job of capturing that feel of this like really like intense um, tactical combat in a way that feels more rewarding than I feel like a D&D does yeah and again that's like a big thing for me to say because y'all know how i feel about grids so i like enjoyed <laughs> the way that this crunch felt yeah and i feel like if we had played this on a grid i feel like it would have gone a little more smoothly it would have definitely been easier to visualize everything and i think a large part of lancer is like setting up your shots and knowing the ranges and cover is a big part of it that I didn't do anything with cover just because it would have complicated things even more without a grid. Yeah. And you're right in that this really isn't meant for like one session play, especially because of like the downtime stuff, which we didn't even touch. I mentioned it a little bit in our um, first episode of this arc. But yeah, Lancer is really, the learning curve is pretty steep. But even in this like first session of play, like y'all were starting to set up some like cool combos. And I think definitely everything in this game is really cool. There are some really cool weapons, really cool attacks. And I think it's just sort of a matter of getting over that hurdle of learning what everything means. And there are just so many things to know what they mean. So many status effects. Yeah, for real. Like the way I think of it, kind of, let's just compare it to D&D, for instance, like with D&D, you don't necessarily have to play a long campaign to get the most out of your character, maybe to get them to higher levels and stuff like that. But for instance, I've done a lot of one shots, and I feel like I'm pretty familiar with the different play styles and, and all the things you can do in D&D for a, a lot of it, at least. Um, but with like Lancer, for instance, I don't think like if I just did a bunch of one shots, I don't think I'd be able to like with a different character each time, because it's like, I want to do all these... I guess it's kind of like, you know, oh, sorry for the people who are not video gamers, but like for in like World of Warcraft, you have a bunch of different classes and you have different characters for each one. But then in like Final Fantasy 14, you just have the one character who can do anything. You just have to specialize into it, which is kind of like what Lancer is, where it's like you have, you know, you spec into these stat points and stuff like that. Sure. But it's like you get different frames as you level up and stuff like that. And then that's like, oh, yeah. And you can mix and match all of your weapons and all of your gear. Yeah. yeah and I feel like that's part of 
the fun of Lancer, you know, if you're just like, you know, you could always do a one shot where you're like super high level and have a bunch of frames or like your GM is like, yeah, just do whatever fuck you want. And, and you can do it that way. But of course, like, a, you know, that does take a bit of a learning curve to kind of familiarize yourself with all the different mods and all the different frames. And like, you can probably min max and do some really cool stuff. Min max basically means just like mechanically, like mathematically speaking, making the best character you can possibly make. And that that's what min maxing means. Yeah, min-maxing is, like, focusing more on, like, your stats and your damage output and everything than, like, actually, I guess, making a character in a natural way. Yeah, like a, like, roleplay. It's more like, uh, definitely playing on the game part of, like, a tabletop role-playing game. So that's interesting because that's how I built, so since I knew I was building both my pilot sheet and like building my lancer character and my mech for evil desi i basically min maxed it on like just very aggressive very like it's like all my triggers on the pilot side were like shoot someone kill someone threaten someone (laughs) yeah (laughs) like like threaten someone and take and take something out of their hand and so my mech also like went that way as well because like that's sort of the sort of character I was building. It's like, this was like this evil character who's infiltrating to like, just like get the job done, doesn't care about the body count if there is one. And I was helpless against all the tech attacks <laughs> and stealth mechs that like we ended up fighting where I was just like, okay, well I am just like here getting hit with tech attack after tech attack. And this just sucks. It's um one of the things that I think is really cool about Lancer is the way that the mechs are built and the way that the frames interact with all the other gear is that the way that I played was different than how I was expecting to play. And of course, some of that depends on the campaign. Um, I think Dorka did a really good job of like showing off lots of different things you can do within Lancer. But I sort of built a character like for fun that interested me as opposed to a character that was suited like for any particular like encounter. And so while we were doing combat, I'm like, oh, maybe I do this differently or maybe I do that differently. And one of the joys of Lancer is I can. I totally could if this was long term, switch something up and for the next mission, do something that was a little bit different or um, go back to another frame or level up and get a different frame and start working on building out that frame. And I think that that's really, really cool. It can be really hard with some systems to really adjust your character beyond like, I want to put a skill point here, or um, I want to add a new spell. And this is very much like your pilot stays more or less the same, but your mech, you can completely tear it down and rebuild it back up. Yeah. And one thing we didn't cover at the beginning um, that might be worth mentioning now, because it's it relates to that, is in a lot of other games, experience gain is kind of like up to the GM and sort of arbitrary. In Lancer, it's pretty much outright stated that after every mission, you go up a license level. So after every session, every game you play, you get to choose and unlock and access more gear, and you can just completely refit your mech basically between every session. Yeah, and that's kind of, uh, I mentioned in our first Lancer episode, how what I do like about Lancer is it reminds me of kind of these like customizable uh, mecha anime, like like Zoids, where they do par- things like where the Liger Zero had like three different armor sets and you could like swap it out and it was like really fucking cool. And that's kind of like the spirit of what like Lancer reminds me of. Like I, tr- I kind of try to do that, but the thing is we started at license level two and except for the base frame you don't unlock, like fully unlock another base frame until you're licensed level two. So I was like, oh, is there a way for me to like grab this other frame and then do some like whack shit by like putting the mods on on the base frame? But you can't really, I mean, you probably could if you like looked more into it, but there's, you know, as we mentioned, a ton of stuff in Lancer. So that's definitely hard to do when you're just playing for the first time. But just like stuff like that, like if you really wanted to get into it, you could probably be like the flavor of the play style you want, which, you know, mathematically might not be the best. And I'm not sure how that might negatively affect your combat, because sometimes there are times where you're like, yes, I want to do this as a character. And then the gameplay is not fun because it's just not good, mathematically speaking, and you just like, you suck at combat. So yeah, so you could play around with it. 
I feel like I say this with almost every system that we play, but this is another one that I feel like I'd be interested in playing long term, even though not necessarily like I'm not like a huge mecha fan, but A, it's very fun to tromp around in a giant robot and B, I'd love to just like see how the character and the mech evolve over time. That's mm-hmm. just like really interesting to me, how you adjust and react and do things differently. Yeah, and that's another thing is I started y'all at license level two because that's basically the earliest you can get a frame other than the base frame. But I do think that like starting at license level zero and doing your first mission with like just that basic set of equipment probably makes the learning curve a little less steep. So I think maybe if I were to do this again, I might have just stuck with the base stuff. Yeah, that's fair. One thing I'll say, Ziva, is I had the exact same response. I think like the next morning after we recorded the bulk of the earlier episodes, I like took the Twitter. I was like, dang, I just did like a one shot campaign in Lancer. And now I really want to get into a longer game. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely a game that is another one similar to 13th Age where where it's like get together with your group, do a long term, like everybody like settle in and, and watch how your characters in the world evolve around you. I really appreciate systems that are built to be really accessible and are built to be really drop in and drop out. Like I really had a lot of positive feelings about Monster of the Week for that reason. But I love the like world building and the ethos of games that are meant for long term play. There's just something very cool about those design decisions. Lancer is just I think a really great example of what long term gameplay can look like. So I think I actually heard from someone else, and this might not be true, so don't quote me on this, but I had heard that they were actually working on like a Lancer expansion that's more of a like tournament mode. And that seems like A, something that would be very cool, um, but B, something that would be a lot easier to just like drop in and out of. Yeah, absolutely. That would be really interesting. On itch they uh, on itch.io where you can buy Lancer, they actually have like extra frames and stuff you can buy as well that aren't part of the base book, if I recall correctly. So it wouldn't surprise me if they did have extra stuff. I, I'm sure there's people who have made other campaigns and stuff like that as to be used as a supplement for Lancer, just because it's part of that really cool indie scene. And, and and indie game creators usually encourage that people do stuff with their game or hack it or whatever. And that's that's kind of like another positive for Lancer as well, um, just as being part of that indie game scene that is accessible in the sense that people can stick their fingers in it and, and, and play around with the system. And like, that's, that's cool and encouraged. Yeah, and Lancer doesn't have any of the like, weird baggage that games like D&D and 13th Age have. Yeah. Of like that old school gendered, like old timey racism and like that that sort of thing. Lancer yeah, is a right. little more uh, modern in a lot of ways. Yeah, Lancer yeah. to me really feels like a labor of love and it feels like it came from a very specific place within the indie community that is just I think really interesting and really positive like it feels like this was like someone was like I really want this specific game and it doesn't exist I'm going to pour my absolute heart into making sure it exists and I'm going to try and make it as positive an experience for everybody who wants to play this type of game there's not as much of this like girls don't like big robots um, so they aren't going to like this and it I don't know. It just it it's very clear to me how much love and attention went into this game. Yeah, Lancer is for uh leftist socialists only. And it's like in a treehouse <laughs> with like the paint that says no No fascists allowed. Yeah, no fascists allowed. <laughs> yeah, the, the the team behind Lancer has basically said as much. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's very true. Coincidentally, the no fascists allowed treehouse is also where we record this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what did we not like about Lancer so much? My brain is too forehead for it. Like, I can't do these galaxy brain plays, um, and I just can't keep track of all the nuances, even though it is very cool. I know everyone was like, yeah, I want to do a long-term campaign of it, and I want to play in that. And I'm just like, I don't know if I would. (laughs) I would want to do, like, uh, maybe, like, a longer, not one-shot, because you're not playing in a one-shot, but it's, like, you know, a short campaign where it's, like, maybe three to four sessions so that I, I can kind of get used to my character and do that. But I don't know if I'd want to, like, sit down and do this 
every week or every other week consistently for like a year or something like that just because it is uh more crunchy but that's not like a criticism of the game itself because obviously that is that is the point <laughs> uh but just for me personally um uh, there's just a lot and i'm not very smart i think one thing for me is combat in lancer takes a very long time yeah i think even if you have played this game a lot and know what you're doing, because I've played this game a few times now, and even then, there are just so many different actions and reactions that you're taking every turn, and often turns are interrupted by other players' reactions that every round of combat just takes forever. This is definitely one of those games where you can spend an entire session doing nothing but combat, especially if it ends up being like a big battle with a lot of mechs. And I think, I just wish there was some way to balance that better. Yeah. Can I jump on that? Because that was the hardest part for me in combat was, and granted, like, I built a character who ended up being very weak to tech attacks and didn't have good E-defense. I didn't put any points towards E-defense, <laughs> so I was not thinking that was going to be something I'd have to deal with. Desi didn't install antivirus on her Mac. <laughs> <laughs> she did not. She <laughs> She needs a VPN. <laughs> She's, like, going to, like, all the, like awful mega upload sites to like get all her <laughs> software like she has like her 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 whole back is just like viruses at this point yeah, she streams uh she streams off of kiss anime without an ad blocker or like a malware protector and there's just like so so many weird anime porn games just like installed <laughs> on her mac and she doesn't know why she clicks accept to all that like desi is just like oh how nice of the internet to think i'd like this anime porn game i don't think i'd like it but let me click on it anyways just to see oh they want my credit card well i have this credit card i stole i'll just put that oh my goodness <laughs> but my point was is that like combat dragged on and especially when i kept getting hit with stuns stuns and being like tech attack versus like overheating and like jamming and it was just like there's a point where i just started like zoning out because i'm just like i'm just sitting here for like 30 minutes waiting for my mech to like be able to do something again while we cycle through the other five mechs on the field yeah at one point you couldn't like you couldn't even talk to us so you're just yeah, like it's mm, like well then i am glad i got to show off the uh the overheating mechanic but yeah it is one of those games where you're often waiting half an hour for your next turn. And that is rough. Like, I think the reason Lancer does have so many reactions built in is to kind of encourage everyone to pay attention when it's not their turn. Like, I think that they anticipate that, yes, this is a game that has very long combat rounds, but it's just a lot to focus on and the longer combat goes the more it's going to drag just because people will i know personally like will get exhausted like very fast yeah my uh big beef with the combat is mostly just that there's almost too much to choose from i definitely agree with you that it's one of the reasons that CompCon is helpful and that cheat sheet is helpful but even then like there's just so much happening that learning curve is really really steep and it sounds like even over, even when you get over the learning curve, there's still just so much to choose from and so much that happens during combat. Um, and I, I know that like it is a combat heavy game. Combat heavy is not typically my preferred game style. Like I said, I enjoyed how the combat felt in this, but it's definitely better with a smaller group. If we were a group of like six people or 10 people, uh. it would, yeah, it would take like four hours to get through like a combat scene. Um, and I'm yeah, not sure I would, would be that. ended. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of restating myself here, but I think um, I was just thinking as you guys were talking, but kind of the way I view it and kind of summarizes my feelings on Lancer. Once again, none of this is like a judgment or like a critique or anything. This is literally just how I feel about it personally, because um, it is a very cool game. Uh, it's just that a lot of the things that you can do through Lancer, I would just prefer to do through like a video game. <laughs> I like I want a UI where I can just like click on stuff and the math rolls are all done for me and stuff like that. 
and as opposed to just doing it myself because you know i mean even then i could just play like uh like a giant robot tactic game like BattleTech or uh i think even super super robot wars which is like a anime mecha crossover game that is tactic based a uh, positive of any ttrpg is kind of the customization and stuff like that you can do so it's sort of like for that you know you can make your perfect character and lancer and, and do whatever you want but because i wasn't like at least in this session i'm not like yes here is my character that i'm going to plan down to the detail and this is exactly what i want um that wasn't something i kind of was able to or really care to in general to experience so that's just kind of the thing is like i think lancer is really cool i think if you're really into the crunchy parts of of a game if you're into grid combat if you like all that stuff absolutely lancers for you just for me personally i would just play a video game or like watch a mecha anime or something (laughs) to kind of scratch that itch for me yeah i would absolutely recommend this game to like i I would say people who like like the sort of miniatures like wargaming that sort of thing because there are a lot of like really cool things that you can set up and like cool combos that you can do on your turns especially when you do have like a grid helping you out. And also if you're the kind of player who does love like tons of rich background lore to like sort of help you guide your story and your character, like Lancer is really great for all of that. Lancer is not well suited to first timers or to short term drop in drop out play. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I guess another kind of short summation of what everything I just said, TLDR uh, part two, a TLDR for my TLDR, um, (laughs) is just that I would love to watch and like read a comic about Lancer or something. Oh, I would love a Lancer comic. Yeah, absolutely. I want to take part in like the fiction, but like all the kind of more brain wiggly, cool type stuff, thinking smart people thing. Uh, not 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 so much for me personally because my, my brain hurt. <laughs> to our listeners, uh, if you do want to like kind of experience Lancer in a way that goes a little more into the lore, I'm just gonna throw out a plug here for um one of our one of our partner pods, Tabletop Roulette is going to be doing a series of episodes on Lancer. I am in a few of them as a guest player. So yeah, those definitely go a little bit more into the lore of Lancer, which was it was a little rough for me in the first sessions. And um, you'll probably be able to tell. (laughs) (laughs) Just because I was not a I was not up to date on the lore and not super prepared for that. You weren't a Lancer veteran like you are now. Right. (laughs) well i will say this about like lancer and the lore because like i didn't have time to really like dive deep into the lore and like you throw like a hundred pages of lore at me and like i don't have to read it for work i'm kind of just like uh tomorrow maybe tomorrow (laughs) but i will say this is like because there's like so few like really defined checks for narrative play um like the triggers It really does, I feel, it almost feels like the sky is the limit from narrative play. I mean, if you're in like a like sci-fi, science, fantasy sort of mood, because I could see this, like, I'd want to play in a Lancer campaign that was like almost more narrative heavy than mech combat heavy, because that was some of the, like, I had more fun during that. And I loved how much sort of freer it felt in some ways than 5e for example or maybe i'm full of shit <laughs> no no i actually want to uh that that leads me to a question i have for you specifically genevieve because you haven't played a lot of tabletop games how would you compare this to your 5e experience which i also gm so <laughs> you have a gm monopoly on genevieve i do <laughs> Darka is my tabletop RPG mom, (laughs) so it's hard to compare them because... Let me put it this way. I feel like of all the, like, sort of online options for sort of character creation in 5e, um, none of them are just, like, as slick and as smart and as easy to sort of just start, like, crunching and grinding and explaining what you're doing as CompCon is for Lancer is if there's like a comp con for like 5e, I feel like it'd be a fair comparison. But like in some ways, like Lancer was a lot easier for me to get into. Well, there is, but you have to yeah. pay for it. Like, oh, you do? Now I sound like a real idiot. <laughs> no, well, it's like there's D&D Beyond. 
Oh, this thing I said that, like, it'd be nice if it existed, make it better, actually exists? Well, forget everything I just said. No, well, okay, so, so no, it's still fair, because, like, Comcom was, was made for free from these indie publishers to help you with Lancer, whereas D&D Beyond is a way for Wizards of the Coast to be like, uh, how else can we squeeze money out of our uh, community? And so they just offer these half-baked, like, features. People can come at me for that. It's it's absolutely true. It's, it's ridiculous that they released this website, and it didn't come with a player, like, phone app off the bat, and there yeah. was one after, like, a year or something like that, and I haven't I haven't used it recently. I know when I first used it, it was not very good. And there's just like a lot of like, sorry, I'm a little salty right now, but just because like D&D Beyond makes things very easy. But with the kind of money and resources that Wizards have, it should be much better than it actually is. And it's yeah. not. And ComCon was able to condense this very like crunchy game into this character creator thing that is much better. And they didn't sell it to you. Yeah. I will say this is like, okay, on the mech combat side, it's much more complicated, but there's so much less to keep track of that plays into the narrative side. Like there is no gold in Lancer. Yeah. Like there is no currency that you have to like, you have 50 gold and like to buy this oxen to tow your wagon to with your dragon head costs like- There's no inventory management. Yeah. Exactly. You're playing some super low fantasy D and D. What what kind of game are you GMing, Dorka? <laughs> <laughs> you did. You made us buy a wagon. I did make them buy a wagon. Call out post on Dorka. She made them buy a wagon. But that's because I thought it was very hilarious that they just made their druid turn into a horse to pull it all the time. <laughs> I just think it's funny that it's like you. It's like you guys aren't heroes of the realm. You guys are a chicken farmer and uh <laughs> baker and this is actually a game where you manage your your money and your e- the economy of this, this is town just, uh, stardew valley yeah it's it, <laughs> it's really mathy stardew valley like there was a whole session where we had to set up like five like 401ks for our like characters that did not happen <laughs> <laughs> i i'll only allow your slander to go so far <laughs> So, any other comments on Lancer? I think that covers it. It's very cool. I just want to mostly look at it and touch it as opposed to uh, wear it. Nope, my metaphor got away from me. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, I want, I want like the Lancer video game. Like Gloomhaven finally got a video game. Where's that? Give yeah. me that. Yeah, and the lore is like very cool, and I I do I wish there was an easier format to read it in than 150 pages at the back of the rule book. Uh, I want model kits or at least like little figurines oh, of all the Lancer. That would be mechs. so cool. Like, just go all the way and make this like a tabletop figurine, like tabletop miniature game, like a Warhammer. Not even miniatures. Do it at like um. Do like half size mechs at like action figure size at like three inch size. Like Plamos or? No, just do them like, just do them like gunplay. Oh, Gunpla? Yeah. Yeah. I want Funko Pops. No, (laughs) disgusting, leave. (laughs) Yeah, imagine my horrible Pegasus mech as a uh, Funko Pop. Oh my God. And it's got like big, big pupils, the big soulless pupils. All right, well, uh-huh. I think we're pretty much done with Lancer. So, Ziva, do you want to just give us a quick sample of what we're going to be playing next? I'm so glad you asked me. We are going to be playing Wheel of Time next. Yay! Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So, uh, Wheel of Time is a, an official Wizards product from a billion years ago. It is based on D&D 3.0, so y'all are going to hear a lot from me about old... Uh, old-fashioned D&D, because I have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, But it's a game that's really near and dear to my heart, as we've mentioned on the show before. So that was the first game that I ever played um, with Dorka and Bappy. It was my first game ever. That's true, it was. Um, So it's just near and dear to my heart, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, um, and it'll be a good overview of what D&D used to be like a million years ago, and why people have strong feelings about uh, 5e. So we're getting back to like the mainstream realm, but uh, just a little bit of a different flavor. So I'm really excited about it. 
And we'll also complain about Wheel of Time, which I know y'all heard us do a little bit in our 13th Age episodes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Buckle up, motherfuckers. From Dorka, the woman with the Wheel of Time vanity plate. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's my favorite thing in the world. And I will complain about it more than anyone. Yep. Yeah, me too. It's because I love it so much that I wish it were better. Yes. It's like Babby and Teen Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say it's like me and my mom, but um, never mind, I guess. <laughs> I mean, like me and my, my mom, too. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> same hat. High five. Same hat. Also me and like every giant robot franchise ever. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is it for this arc then. Um, Thank you, Genevieve, for coming on the show and playing with us. It was great to have you here. Thank you all so much for having me. It was my honor. It was so much fun. Yeah, thank you. But fuck Evil Des. You played her very well. (laughs) Thank you for uh, kicking off some uh, (laughs) sinister action. It was my pleasure and... I now love Evil Desi so much. I also love Good Desi. I love them both. I they're like my little gremlin children. <laughs> like maybe they're sisters. Like I don't know. I want to hold them both close to my to my chest and like never let them go. Well, now they'll be immortalized for eternity on the Eternity Archives. <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> you All right, you say way worse. So <laughs> Well, uh, thank you for listening, everyone, and see y'all next time. Yep, see you. Thank Bye. you for listening, and definitely uh, thank you for if, listening. Definitely, uh, if you like Lancer, buy it. We'll link it, and you know, help support the indie scene. Bye. 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 Actual play comedy podcasts are awesome. We can all agree on this. What about if they're in outer space? What if the cast don't take themselves too seriously? If you think yes, then you will love Experience Points. We're an all-queer cast playing Starfinder and trying to survive whatever bombshells our GM Kenny can dream up for us. We're an impulsive bunch who rush into things, which has landed us in some surprising situations. Have you ever almost died in a spaceship sauna malfunction? (laughs) We have. Come join the adventure with the crew of the GD Hoopty and their surly computer AI, A-Hole, as we traverse the galaxy, leaving a trail of pink glitter in our wake. Listen to Experience Points today wherever you find fine podcasts. Then come say hi to us on Twitter at EQ Points, or tune in for our live streams every other Saturday at twitch.tv slash experience points, or you can now find us on YouTube. We'll be sure to unroll the pink carpet and have a cup of space chamomile ready for you. The Eternity Archives is hosted, produced, and edited by Dorka, Bappy, and Sipa. Find us on Twitter at, at @thearchivespod or online at theeternityarchives.com. Our intro music is Paint the Sky by Hans Adam, and sound effects are obtained from zapsflat.com. Check out our show notes for more information and some helpful resources. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to the Eternity Archives on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you prefer to listen. Consider supporting us by telling your friends about us, or leave us a tip at our Ko-fi page, ko-fi.com slash theeternityarchives. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Be gay. Roll dice. An LGBTQIA actual play podcast network.